Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. I'm definitely fired up on a Tuesday night. Uh, watching the Raptors compete. Like, they they competed. They competed in this one. They really competed. Um, they win against the Chicago Bulls by a score of 118 to 107. It's never a boring affair when the Raptors play Chicago. It doesn't really matter how mid both teams are. They're going to go at it. There's going to be some swings. It's going to look like it's going to go one way, but it's going to go the other way. Um, and, yeah, you know, in the first half, it felt like the Bulls were going to be able to get through to this game. The Raptors came out the game playing really well, shutting down the paint. And, you know, for like almost seven, eight minutes into the game, the Bulls only had two points in the paint. The Raptors did a great job of just keeping the Bulls to the perimeter. And, of course, it helped that the Bulls missed like every single three. Uh, but especially without, you know, some size uh, in the middle to guard against a guy like Vucevic or guard against DeRozan's drives or even, you know, Colby White had a nice game getting downhill the last time they played. Um, you would much prefer to see them fire away from three rather than seeing them get inside. But um, Raptors lost that. They lost kind of the control of the game there. The composure kind of came undone. The Bulls started getting to the rim a ton. Ayo Sumnu with the second unit uh, really did come in and, and just, you know, provide a big burst of guys just getting to the hoop. They also had some surprising rookies like, uh, who is this? Julian Phillips uh, come in and, and knock down a, a bunch of shots. And, you know, all of a sudden the Bulls were getting to the paint and, and it, the Raptors were down at halftime. And it wasn't like an insurmountable lead. Like the Raptors are only down nine, but it, it felt like Chicago had control of this game. And then all of a sudden the second half, the Raptors really flipped it on uh, the Bulls. I mean, the Raptors in the second half, were awesome against Chicago, uh, won the fourth quarter 28-18, to 18, which is not how you would think uh, the fourth quarter will go against Chicago, considering, you know, they got DeMar DeRozan, who is, you know, a, 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 can turn it on and start scoring in an instant, and that's exactly what happened in the fourth quarter. It felt like DeMar had all their points, all mid-range pull-ups and ones, all sorts of stuff. You know, they got Vucevic, they got Kobe White. These guys can all do some damage, and then Caruso's literally already hit a game-winner against the Raptors earlier this year. Um but the Raptors defensively were solid. They came out with some good um, adjustments. I would even say they saved some things for the fourth quarter to then finally spring on the Bulls, and I thought that worked well. Uh, after DeMar had gotten going with a couple of mid-range jumpers uh, and, and just kind of like, you know, really torching the Raptors, uh, the Raptors came out of a timeout, and they started blitzing DeMar DeRozan, surprising him with extra defenders. And Scotty Barnes, the first time he blitzed DeMar, I got the steal, threw it up ahead to Thad Young, who was able to lay it in on the fast break. Uh, and then another instance where the Raptors, you know, also threw uh, Scotty to surprise DeMar DeRozan. Basically at half court with the double team, DeMar threw, it a, like, threw like a little looping pass over the top. Um, and Dennis Schroeder was the third defender on the play, rotating over to get the steal. Pushed that ahead, nearly found uh, Scotty for an awesome, awesome dime. But Scotty actually chose to hold on to it waited for the defense to reset, and then drove the the paint and kicked it out to uh, Thad Young, who was curling up for a little floater. So those little bits of stops just to kill the Bulls' momentum when at times it looked like the Bulls were going to storm back into this thing and just break the Raptors' hearts. I mean, we've seen that multiple times this year. Let's be completely honest, right? We saw that in the last game against Atlanta where the Raptors competed really hard. They scrapped really hard, but of course they lost at the buzzer there to uh, Sadiq Bay. So... It was great to see them actually, 
you know, get rewarded for their effort. Because the Raptors did a lot of really good things in this one. Starting with the rebounding, that was the big talk coming out of practice was, you know what, we just allowed 20 offensive rebounds to Atlanta. We just allowed a game, like, winning putback against uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Let's make sure we rebound the next game. And the Bulls are not a big team. Like, the Bulls have Vucevic in the middle, and they got uh, Andre Drummond as his backup. So, you know, that causes issues. But a lot of their big forwards are out, uh, you know, of service right now. Patrick Williams got injured. Um, I don't even know who else is giving the Raptors. Torrey Craig has, has crashed the glass a couple of times. So those guys weren't available. And so the remaining players were a lot of guards. But even their guards are pretty athletic, like Caruso can board and the Sunu can board and all that kind of stuff. But um, Raptors overall did a really great job of, of scrapping, of competing. I really thought Vucevic could have, you know, killed the Raptors in this matchup, but the Bulls, A, didn't find them that much. And even when they did find Vucevic, he can, he has these games where he's just kind of lost in the shuffle, takes a couple of, you know, some, a couple threes. I mean, he's good at those, but uh, you would much rather live with that rather than him, like, being a presence in the paint and drawing two defenders in the paint. And Raptors did a great job of guarding Vucevic and limiting his touches. Uh, Raptors, unfortunately, had to get even smaller in this game because Jonte Porter was experiencing back spasms, and so he wasn't able to finish out this game. He only ended up playing five minutes. Uh, but the Raptors did really well. They found solutions. I, I think this is where I want to give Darko that credit for finding some pretty innovative things to do at center. I mean, we've seen a McDaniels at center uh, at certain moments earlier this year, most notably in that game where they lost to uh, the Celtics in TD Garden. But we've seen some McDaniels at center there. We saw it again here tonight. We saw a lot of Bruce Brown going up against the opposing center. Bruce Brown was not the center, to be clear, defensively. But offensively, the Bulls were trying to hide, like, you know, the weaker defenders on him. So, like, uh, I don't know, DeMar will guard him for a while. Or, like, Vucevic will guard him, Drummond. And in the third quarter, Bruce Brown just kind of took it personally. He's like, you know what? I know I'm not, like, a go-to score or anything. I know I might not even be on this team long-term. But I know I could score on Nikola Vucevic. And you know what? I'm going to take it personal that you put Nikola Vucevic on me. And just seeing Bruce Brown at six foot four, like, you know, like he's he's clearly not somebody who has a ton of size, has long arms, I suppose. But six foot four, going up against seven footers in uh, Drummond and Vucevic and just taking them off the dribble, getting them to turning the corner on these guys and getting to the basket over and over and over again. To the point where you could even tell that he's saying to him, like, you know, this I want this matchup, like, he can't guard me, was just exhilarating to see. And I thought that that pulled the Raptors back into this game, that effort right there from Bruce Brown, that effort right there from Dennis Schroeder, who I thought played one of his best games as a Raptor tonight. Um, I, he had a couple turnovers. Those are regrettable for sure. But I liked his attitude. He was always smiling in this game, always playing really hard. You know, after the Bulls took a timeout, for example, you know, they had seen their lead reduced to four points. They had called timeout. And on the ensuing possession, the Raptors got the ball right back out of that timeout because Dennis Schroeder pressed full court and forced an eight-second count because the Bulls couldn't cross half. Like, energy like that, getting the deflections, getting the extra possessions, and then, honestly, taking charge on offense when needed. You know, at, at late in the game there, he had two turnovers. That was regrettable. That was him doing a little bit too much. But over the balance of the game, I thought Dennis did an amazing job setting up the floor and just keeping the, the game steady because the Raptors actually, for a stretch there, when they looked the most shaky was to start the second quarter when they played without a point guard on the floor. They didn't have Dennis. They didn't have Bruce Brown, who kind of functions as a point guard for them. Um, they had, like, Gary running point, kind of, with, like, Scotty on the floor also being, like, 
that's the issue with you can't play Scotty a point as much if you also need him to be the scorer. Someone's got to set him up. So Gary's trying to set the ball, and, and there's just a bunch of turnovers in that stretch, and the Bulls were getting out and, 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 and flipping the momentum back on the Raptors. And it was when Dennis came back on the floor and just brought some of that steady, calm, like, let's just play solid basketball. Like, uh, I thought Dennis brought a really nice element to this game. And then you just saw guys playing hard around them. Like, Thad Young is just a model of professionalism. Like, it doesn't matter what instance. It doesn't matter how much he's playing. It doesn't matter the matchup. It doesn't matter if he's getting, like, you know, uh, terrible assignments. Like, hey, you're center now. You got to guard Vucevic. Um, that's not, you know, something that he's done a ton in his career. And that's not something that, you know, is easy, just period. But Thad embraces that role. And Honestly, you look at that, right? He's like 15, 16 years into the league. He's sometimes beating guys down uh, full court, you know, trying to run ahead in transition. And, you know, he's breaking ahead of Chicago centers. I mean, Vucevic and Drummond are not exactly quick at all or fast or known for their determined nature. But, like, still, it's impressive to see Thad Young operating that way. It's impressive that when the Raptors' offense got stuck in the last couple of minutes, the Raptors, you know, scored real well to begin the fourth. They took the lead. Uh, they held the lead. They pushed the lead forward. They with you know they repelled a couple of Bulls runs, but then the Raptors went on their you know cold streak. Scotty had two turnovers. Dennis had two turnovers. Gary took a bad three. Like you know, the offense got tight as it typically does, and the guy who actually cut and got the the spacing open was one Scotty driving and drawing some extra attention, but Thad Young relocating and getting himself open on these little short uh, passes interior from Scotty, and that actually was two of the Raptors' last buckets of the game was just Thad Young, you know, cutting and siding and getting these little pockets to catch the pass and finish. I mean, <laughs> he was awesome today. He was one of the best players on the floor, and again, he he's playing out of position at such an advanced like aspect of his I was going to say such an advanced age. He's like four years older than me. So I'd, I'm just making myself feel old. But like, yeah, seriously, Thad in year 15, 16 comes in and gives you 16 points, six rebounds, uh, six assists, four offensive, eight of 13 from the field, you know, won his matchup, won his matchup against a former all-star like that. You know, I, I salute to him for that. Gary, I thought, started this game off really strong, just uh, knocking down threes. He's been on a heater recently. And I looked up the numbers because Gary typically plays better as a starter. And I know my, uh, you know, uh, Raptor show co-host Blake Murphy often likes to point to the idea that pretty much everybody will play better with the starters, which I'm sure is true to some degree. But the splits this year for Gary are quite dramatic. When he is starting, he's shooting like 52% from three. And today he shoots six of 11 from three and nine of 15 overall for 24 points. Gary was awesome. And yeah, he forced a couple shots here or there. But when you're red hot, I want you to keep shooting. I want you to hunt your shot. Um, and so, you know, overall, when you look back at it, okay, some of these looks were contested, but that's Gary's thing. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be a really efficient shooter for you, especially when he's playing with other guys who can kind of create for him. And I thought he did a great job of just getting hot early. I mean, that pushed the Raptors, uh, out early in the, in the game. And, and he also made a couple threes late as well. So salute to Gary off the bench or, or with the starters. Salute to Gary's, you know, backup. In this case, Jordan Nawara comes off the, the the bench and doesn't play the same minutes that he get, uh, did against Atlanta, but wasn't a one-off for him. Um, today, he goes off the bench 17 points in 19 minutes. Now, I think his defense could use a little bit more work, and, you know, that's an aspect of his game that could, could improve. But you did also see him, you know, jump a couple passing lanes, uh, you know, a block here or there. Um, all that was 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 strong. 
uh, I think at one point forced a shot clock violation as well. And then he was red hot on offense. I mean, he continues to move and relocate and just move and relocate and just be patient for the ball. And of course, he's not going to shoot four or five from three every game. But he comes off the bench, gives you 17 points in 19 minutes. That's an awesome bench lift. Two games in a row now, you've got an awesome bench lift from Jordan Noir. And, you know, he even had one of the plays of the game for me, which was the Raptors were trying to make this comeback end of the third quarter. And they're getting close. They're getting close. It's within one possession, within one possession. And it was Jordan Noir with a crossover, snatchback, step back, pull up three, and one with, uh, I forget, oh, the rookie uh, Phillips uh, stepping underneath him. I don't know why that wasn't reviewed as a flagrant. I've seen that reviewed quite a bit. But whatever, four-point play to put the Raptors up one. Like, such a nice, nice uh, move just to, like, snatch it back and then pull up for three on them. And then, like, a couple plays after that, uh, Noir is coming down the lane, and he takes a so like he tried to absolutely poster Dalen Terry, which uh, <laughs> would have been the most unfortunate thing to happen to Dalen Terry, except for a minute later, Dalen Terry goes for a layup in transition, misses the layup. He was heavily contested by multiple Raptors, uh, and then McDaniel's just accidentally lands on his foot, on his ankle, and he had to leave the game um, under some help from his teammates. So uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. He's a young player. He's going to need his time. Hopefully he finds his path, but. Yeah, Noir almost ended him just like a minute before that with just a ridiculous dunk attempt, man. And Noir literally, like, James Johnson style, like, cocked it back type of thing. So uh, he gave you that burst off the bench. Um, you know, even Grady, for example, 20 minutes tonight, only shot the ball once, missed one uh, three, right? Um, didn't get a lot of opportunities to get open. Maybe couldn't really get open himself. Honestly, well, that's whatever. I, I think he played a, a good team game, though. You know, kept the ball moving. Uh, came up with some key rebounds, came up with a steal at, at a key moment there. Again, all part of the Raptors' third uh, quarter push to to get back into this game and eventually take the lead. He got a steal, hit it ahead to Gary, uh, who was able to knock down a three in transition. He got a key rebound on the weak side. Just little things like that. He was in the right spots. Did he contribute with the three-point shooting in the making? No. He, You know, you could argue that he could even even more efficient or more... Um, you know, dog it in his attempts to, to get the ball, but he's an off ball player. Like there's only so much he can do to control his own attempts. Um, even, you know, if he does work really hard to get off the ball, the thing is there's gotta be other things you bring to the game. And I thought he did that. I, I, I thought Grady was a positive in his minutes. And I like that Darko actually, when he had the choice to go back to somebody, uh, just to buy a couple minutes in the fourth quarter, he went with Grady for like two, three minutes as he's been doing a lot recently, just throwing and sprinkling Grady in, uh, into some lineups at the end of games. And, and he had the choice. I thought he was going to go with Noir, but I, he actually went with Grady instead, and Grady actually did come up with a couple of key plays there uh, for the Raptors. So just a really, really good team effort. And I got to say, like, the Raptors defensively, you know, outside of that stretch there to end the first quarter, to begin the second quarter, did a really good job of controlling the Bulls getting to the paint. I mean, the Bulls are, you know, it can be a very annoying team. And the Raptors, especially today, the way they were throwing the ball around a little too casually, uh, you know, Scotty with five turnovers, Dennis with six turnovers, those are the two main culprits there. Bruce Brown also, you know, continues to have moments where he just loses the ball. But the Raptors had 19 turnovers, and, and the Bulls are able to get out on the fast break on those, which was whatever. I mean, like, I mean, fast break is a fast break. Like, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy to stop fast breaks. But in the half court, the Raptors did a really good job of keeping the Bulls out of the, out of the paint. And, you know, uh, it sucks that DeMar was able to knock down some mid-range shots and throw a scare into the Raptors in the fourth quarter. Like, I was fully convinced that DeMar was going to lead them to this comeback. But 
they 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 shut off Vucevic. They shut off Kobe White, who last game against the Raptors got to the foul line like nine, ten times. This game only two free throw attempts, five attempts from the field. The Raptors did a really good job cutting him off. Now the Bulls probably didn't do a good enough job involving him offensively. Like they went through a lot of like I'll assume new who who created offense and scored at a decent rate, twenty one points. Eight all one shooting is really good, especially when he knocks down four threes. But you would much rather have Osumno attacking a defense rather than Kobe White. Kobe White's way more dangerous. And Caruso, for once in his life, you know, actually missed some threes against the Raptors and didn't just look like prime Drew Holiday against us, which is typically what he looks like. Uh, and so, yeah, and you know, the, the Raptors' second unit outplay the Bulls' second unit. The, to be fair, the Bulls, I mean, they played everybody that you would recognize. Some of the guys that they had that were DMPs, just not the injury guys, but DMPs, Terry Taylor, Henry Drell, uh, I'm not even, Bitum, Bitum, okay, cool, uh, and then Adama Sanogo, like, a lot of these guys no one has heard of, quite frankly, uh, so the Bulls didn't really have a lot of options on their bench, and they suffered an injury in the midst of that, but the Raptors second unit came in and, and outplayed them, and then the Raptors starters, I thought, just played really tough, again, it's just the toughness that they showed, and, and, and that's the part that, you know, you want to see on a consistent basis, like if they win or lose, that's not nearly as important to me. You know what I mean? I think we all understand that. We've been we've been fed that message implicitly, explicitly with their actions, with their moves, you know, whatever you want to say, even if you're just saying that to cope, all that kind of stuff is, is whatever, right? But the facts on the table are the Raptors aren't going to be winning that many games the rest of the way. But what can't slip, what can't drop for me is the level of compete and the level of togetherness that the Raptors play with. Because that that's a non-negotiable. Like, I, I, I can accept that a team beats you. I can accept that a team has more talent than you, especially right now with the Raptors going so many injuries. I can accept that you don't have key personnel to t- tackle specific matchups. But to be a Raptor, is you need to maintain that culture. You need to maintain the culture. of We always play hard. We always play for each other. And that's what I saw here today. That's what I saw in the Atlanta game, too, to be clear. Uh, and, and, and and that's why that game was relatively acceptable. Like, yeah, it was a heartbreaker that they lost it at the buzzer, but you could, like, cherish and accept a lot of good things that came out of that win or th- that loss, that moral victory. Um, but, like, in this one, Raptors just kind of gave that same effort and they came through. And whatever. Like, Chicago didn't have the lethal offensive threat that, that Atlanta did. Like, ultimately, there wasn't Trey Young, you know, darting around and then jumping into your elbow for foul calls or taking moving screens for charges and all that kind of stuff. Like just that annoying stuff. Like you didn't get that same feeling, even with DeMar going to the basket. I just felt like DeMar is just beating you with this craft and, you know, his like up fakes and, you know, he got what he got, uh, Noir with an up fake and one, he got Grady, I think with an up fake, uh, McDaniels as well. Like it's just, just what he does. Like DeMar DeRozan getting you in an up fake is like, you know, as predictable as the sun coming up tomorrow. But, um, yeah, the, the overall, though, the Raptors did a good job, again, of just guarding the paint. And game-by-game game improvement is going to be something that's really important. Like, I want to see if the players respond to Darko, right? So much of the talk, again, was about the rebounding. Are you able to lock down on rebounds? They did great. Drummond got three offensive rebounds. Again, that's something that you're going to have to live with. That's like DeMar Rose and Drummond up fakes, pump fakes for, for free throws. That's something, like, Drummond walks out, roll, like, walks out on the court, and he's already got three offensive rebounds. But the rest of the guys... Out of all the other Bulls that played, Dasumnu got one offensive rebound, Vucevic got one offensive rebound, DeMar got one offensive rebound. That's it. That's in the entirety of Chicago's totals. So you have to really credit the Raptors for keeping the Bulls to one shot. Um, 
And then, yeah, you know, you just have to really credit the fact that Raptors played together, played great team basketball. Most most guys took a turn and trying to take over, and not even take over, but just having their moment. It made it really difficult for the Bulls to just shut down one guy. Because, like, realistically, the one name I haven't mentioned right now is Scotty Barnes. Like, part of the reason for that is because that's the one guy the Bulls came in to try to shut down, right? Um, for example, in previous matchups when the Raptors to play Chicago, Kobe White, or it's not Kobe White, uh, Caruso would not be guarding Scotty Barnes for the most part. I mean, some possessions for sure, some like transition lineups for sure, but for the most part, start to finish, it's not going to be Caruso guarding Scotty Barnes the whole time uh, because he would have probably been on Pascal or in previous matches probably been on like a Fred, for example. Now he's on Scotty Barnes, and I thought Scotty just had a really, really difficult time with Caruso. Like, Scotty tried a whole bunch of things. Scotty tried pull up. Scotty tried passing, posting up. Um, he, Caruso poked the ball from him, blocked the ball from him, like just did a number of things to contest them, you know, keep Scotty off balance, making him shoot mid range shots, all that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, Scotty couldn't really generate offense against Caruso. And A, you got to give Caruso a ton of credit for the way he was guarding. But B, this is one of those, you know, lessons that you can take even in a win. It's still wins and lessons. Could take a win out of this. Number one, just A, how Caruso's gonna play you. And also B, like, this is what you know, these are the informative reps that you get where it's like, okay, I now need to come up with something that I can do against this type of strong pesky defender. Now, to be clear, Caruso is probably like at least on guards, like top five defender amongst guards. So this is like the elite of the elite we're talking about, but still gonna need to find other ways to score. You're gonna need to find like a mid-range pull-up. You're going to need to find ways to score with, you know, uh, jump hooks and things like that. Just like finding your angles, finding ways to actually get scoring moves against Caruso. Because for the most part, like you will back and watch this tape. Caruso snuffed out Scotty like five, six, seven different ways. And it really limited how much Scotty was able to be effective. Now, granted, the nice thing was the rest of the Raptors were able to create. So, you know, Bruce Brown was able to get his offense. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was able to get his offense. Gary was able to capitalize off other guys' offense. Noir was able to score. Thad Young was even able to contribute, which was a you know really nice showing. Shows that the balanced approach the Raptors can play with when they share the ball. And I think to Scotty's credit, he doesn't force and need to have the ball all the time. Uh, so if he struggles, then the whole team struggles. He doesn't do that. He doesn't drag the whole team down. But you do need to, you do have to take lessons from this because this is what life is going to be like on the Raptors for the foreseeable future. Even with R.J. Barrett coming back, Emmanuel Cooker coming back, you know Yaka Proto eventually coming back, like he's going to see this type of coverage, this quality of defender each and every single night. And you're going to have to learn from those. And there's going to be new things that you're going to need to do. The more tools you have, the more scoring moves, the more scoring skill set you have, the better it is, is going to be to handle this. And the bulls might need to eventually send double teams. And then that's where Scotty, I think was so effective because when, once Scotty does draw a double team, he's really good at finding, you know, that pass, right? Like you saw, for example, today, um, him, you know, with two shovel passes to Thad Young late in the game for what looked to be the Raptors' last two buckets in the fourth quarter. A lot of that is just Scotty drawing the double team, you know, and and, and allowing uh, that double to come to him so that he can find the open guy who can cut. In this case, Thad Young, very smart with that. But you also see instances where it's like, okay, late in the game, they give the ball to Scotty to clear on one side, or essentially he demands to clear what you want him to do. You want him to grow. You want him to develop, experience what this looks like. And then he kind of got really stuck in the post, 
drew a, a, a double team eventually came to him, but he couldn't really find the right pass out. And one time he turned it over, the other time was very close to a turnover and led to the Raptors not getting a shot up. Um, so these are the reps you learn from. But again, this is what it means to develop. This is what it means to have wins and lessons. Like Luckily today, the Raptors gets to have both. So overall, just a really, really fun game. And I'm happy for the, the Raptors for their effort to be rewarded with a victory here. So to wrap up the show, your three stars from tonight's performance. Your first star, I'm going to give that to... I'm going to give it to Dennis Schroeder. I thought Dennis just made a number of really, really good plays. Um, you know, and yeah, he also made some mistakes as well, but I overall loved his effort. I love the fact that, you know, he was giving a, a ton of energy out there defensively, um, you know, really set the table for the guys, played pick and roll with Thad Young, was able to get himself spaces against, you know, Chicago's defense, which isn't exactly locked down when you have Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan out there. Um, and yeah, Dennis was, was doing a lot of great things for the offense. 16 points, 10 assists, uh, three rebounds, two steals, a block. Uh, it's unfortunate he had six turnovers, but he got to the foul line seven times. Just played a really good game. Second star, I'm going to, go to give it to Bruce Brown. 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, he, there's a case for him to get the first star, too. He was run 1A, 1B for me. He had a block against Caruso late in the game, had multiple deflections. Stuff where it's just like, guys just look at him. They're like, okay, this is a 6'4 guy. I'm going to throw a little lofting pass, and it's going to go into the post for to enter in the post, for example. Bruce Brown has like a uncanny ability to like just unfurl his arms and then just like just get deflections, just unassuming deflections. Because again, like you look at him, you're like, this guy could be a civilian with with his height, but his arms are really long, and he's got a good knack for how to time it as well. So he got a couple of great stops there, and but just him deciding to go and attack, like man, like I, it, it was great to see. Like and and, and that's where. You know, you have that little bit of veteran experience, that confidence to know that, like, I can go. I have the permission to go here. This was Bruce Brown's best performance as a Raptor. So, uh, yeah, really good all-around performance. And then your third star, number of ways you can go with it. I really want to give it to Gary, who did the walk-off with Savannah Hamilton. Uh, I, I wanted to give it to Noir as well for that just beautiful snatchback pull-up three for a four-point play, followed by the near poster of the year for the Raptors, but I'm going to give it to Thad Young, just a consummate professional, 16.6 rebounds, six assists, awesome performance by Thad, eight of 13 from the field. And um, yeah, just continues to show up, you know, give great effort, take punishment, but still deliver some on the other end as well. And um, yeah, as, as long as there's not quick guards, we can put them in space and put them in pick and rolls. Uh, I mean, I guess the bulls could have done that, but they just didn't do enough of that in this case. Um, anyway, uh, I thought that was, was really good. Your Gerald Henderson award winner. That's going to go to, I don't know, man, you know, I'll give it to, I'll give it to this, uh, Phillips guy. Who, who is this? What's his name again? His name is Julian Phillips. Yeah. The, the rookie lanky came in, knocked down some shots. I was not expecting him to do anything. So nine points for him. He was a factor in the first half, just, you know, helping the bulls build a lead early in the game, but, uh, faded in the second half. And, uh, but you know, now we know who Julian Phillips is and, that's that's something. I mean, Asumno could have gotten this too, but I just felt like offensively he was out there the whole game. And aside from a couple of slashing layups, it just, I don't know, it felt very benign when he scored. But in any case, the Raptors win. Good effort. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, they get to just take some momentum out of this. Again, like I'm not, I don't need them to win. I don't think anyone's like expecting them to win. It's not like a win or go home type of season. It's like, you know, play your hardest, play together, and if you get a win out of it, we're going to really enjoy it. If you don't, we'll understand. And 
today they got the win and you got to really enjoy it. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you've been, you know, listening to the Raptors reaction podcast brought to you by Campbell's new chunky, spicy soup. It's time to get fired up. I was fired up after this one. Make sure to rate review, subscribe to the Raptor show. And, uh, I'll be back with you on Friday when the Raptors put a next game. Thank you.